We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello everyone and welcome to Business Matters presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello and today we welcome Trina Spizer to Business Matters. Trina, thank you for joining me. Hello. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. Trina is the Director of Development. Do I have that right? That your right title? Director? Yep. At the Central Okanagan Food Bank. Uh, and yeah. here, we're here today to talk about an upcoming fundraising event that um, is going to be super fun. So I can't wait to get into it. But before we do... Yeah. Thought we could spend a little bit of time just talking about the food bank. Um, sure. I would assume most people are familiar with the food bank. They've heard of the food yeah. bank. Maybe yeah. for people that are not 100% familiar with all the services you guys offer, can maybe expand a little bit on, you know, what you guys offer to the community and who the food bank is? Sure. I'm going to go historical here. I'm going to say that food banks were started in the 1980s as a stopgap measure for people to uh, help organize their finances. They reached the end of the, the money before the end of the month. Uh, so it was kind of an emergency food aid organization. We are still that today. And unfortunately, with the economic times, our, our visitations are climbing at astonishing rates. But I think, you know, the new imperative of the food bank going forward will be, uh, it's about the equitable distribution of food waste. So 60% uh, of Canada's food goes to waste, 30% is fit for consumption, yet not fit for sale. Mm. So part of what we're doing and building out the infrastructure to do uh, properly is we visit our 18 retail partners uh, every day but Christmas, so 364 days of the year. Mm. And we pick up the food um, and bring it back to the food bank and we sort it. And um, so we're, we're expanding that. Um, we diverted 3 million pounds from the landfill last year, which we're super proud of. It's a Herculean effort between our staff and, and our volunteers. Um, and we're at about 60% of our hampers now is made with food from, from food waste, like equitable dis dis distribution, pardon me. Yeah. So, so I like to say like, yeah, we're, we're dealing with exponential needs. Um, People that have been living on the margins for a very long time have been pushed off with inflation, cost of living increase, price increase for gas and food and all those kind of things. But in a perfect world going forward, Rob, <laughs> if, if we could really make a dent in, in food insecurity, uh, uh, the right. next goal would be just, just to make sure that that food doesn't go to the landfill. Yeah. Yeah, and it, one thing I find interesting as well, and, it, and it's I think it's, a, and, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a little bit of a misconception, maybe for lack of a better word, on the type of people you guys support. I think there's a stereotype around that potentially. For sure. And literally, it's all walks of life because everyone, doesn't matter, anything can happen in life, right? And like you said, even just now with grocery bills and gas, like everything. Absolutely. Is just now, right? So. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, we... The pandemic was <laughs> interesting in so many ways, because I think 
uh, individuals kind of asked when the onset of that came, individuals said, am I okay? Is my family okay? And then is my community okay? Mm -hmm. And for the first time in a long time, we saw some of the like philanthropy, the giving went from maybe international or or even things like alma maters. Maybe if you went right. to university and whatever, you would give to your to your Ivy League school or whatever. But now it's it's local and it's it's food bank. So we kind of became the lightning rod during the pandemic. We became really well supported. Um, we never saw this coming though. <laughs> no, and you, and you can't plan for something yeah, like that. Yeah, you just can't. Thought, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Seems like so, it's like one thing after another between the pandemic and then. A recession and we you know the areas wildfires and floods yeah. and I, I would I would assume like nonprofits struggle day to day like period now you add those into it right and it you do. You do. yeah and and that's another thing that you were talking about earlier what does the food bank do we actually have a really strong emergency uh response measure too we were part of the we were a critical organization that helped build and feed for two years ago, wildfires in Princeton and Merritt, everything like that. E even the Merritt uh, homeless shelter was relocated to our building in in West Kelowna, our food bank in West Kelowna, because we were we're using another premise right now as we try to figure out what's next there. But uh, yeah, so it's it's we we do a lot. We do a lot more. I think there's the there's myths. Um, there's the stories that people have told themselves on on who uses the food bank, but that's why we love opportunities to have people to come in and tour. We love opportunities like this because we get to talk about who really is truly using the food bank, and it's not who you think. Well, I think the other side that I, uh, you know, when we do these talks with nonprofits, one thing that a lot of people think that is that, well, it just it's it's funded by the government. Like th these are funded by, uh, and, and it's a complete opposite this you know or and, and you can fill in the gaps here but you know the, there's government funding but you're run by donations and volunteer hours and community support like that yeah if you just waited for government funding you wouldn't be able to to run many programs i would assume no we weren't there again covid changed the landscape on that a little bit because there there was uh there was 60 million built into the federal budget for emergency measures for food banks across canada um I, I will tell you now, there's actually four times as many food aid organizations in Canada as there is grocery stores. So that sounds like an astronomical number, and it is. It's amazing, like large, but it, it only goes so far when you have over 4,000, well, I think it's 4,705 food aid organizations in, in Canada now. So uh, grateful for that, but typically we don't actually get government funding. We will apply for, for grants when it came up. Uh, we just recently applied for the LFIF grant, which, which is the local food and infrastructure grant through Agri-Canada. Um, and that was all around our, we're really excited about it. We've had many stops and starts to do it, but we're actually putting in a community kitchen Oh my and, God. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that'll be three prong. It'll be first prong will be the you know food education and advocacy around food safety safety skills and food preparation and things like that. Uh, the second prong, we actually did a um, pilot project with Central Okanagan Foundation where we produced ten thousand soups from like fresh produce that came from Helen's Acres. And and our partner farms and stuff like that. And then we actually made and froze those soups in the summer months when the produce was abundant. And then they augmented our hampers in the winter months. 
Very so, nice. yeah, one of our programs, it's called the Vitality Program. So it's for seniors 55 and plus, and they they loved the soups. I mean, it's, it's nutrient dense, it's comfort food, right? It's great. Yeah. So, yeah. and then the third prong to the kitchen will be a full on social enterprise where you can rent it out to host special parties, prepare food for special parties, or we'll have actually like really bougie cooking classes right. where you can learn how to make sushi or learn how to make a charcuterie board and pair it with wine. And I've already signed up for that one. Yeah, yeah, that's, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's... so we're really excited about it. We were supposed to start before Christmas. Yeah. Um, or sorry, before COVID. Um, yeah, we, we know how that goes. Several stops and starts later, uh, supply chain disruption issues, trade uh, issues, all that, but we we think we're within a couple weeks of starting it, so we're very excited. That's awesome, that's exciting. Yeah, so, yeah. So if you can maybe let the other part is like, what areas do you guys cover geography wise? Like, how, how far reaching is this um, Central Okanagan Food Bank? Like, what areas do you guys cover? So we are the second largest food bank in BC. A Greater Vancouver Food Bank is the first. We Central Okanagan Food Bank is two food banks, so it's Kelowna and West Kelowna. Okay. So we are we service those two areas. Okay. You have to have an address in Kelowna or West Kelowna in order to be able to access our services. That being said, we are considered an NFSS hub, which is a national food subsidy sharing hub by Food Banks BC and Food Banks Canada. Mm-hmm. And we will receive shipments of food from them that they purchase directly from manufacturers or directly from like food producers on a large scale. And they'll ship it out for us, and we are we distribute it to thirty two other food banks in the region. Wow, wow. Yeah. So if your your individual donations that come in to support the organization do not go to that, right. that that is simply food that comes, like I said, through our governing bodies for us. Um, there's a really neat story. I I, I love sharing it with people. But uh, Elliot Penner, who is the president of French's Mustards, yeah. he started. Um, uh, a food producing company called the Four Good Foundation, okay. but they only produce seven SKUs. And he's actually leveraged his partnership with food producers in Canada to make these seven SKUs and they only sell to food aid organizations. Mm, that's awesome. So you'll never see the, yeah, it's really cool. You'll never see mm. the um, that brand in the grocery store, which is kind of a shame because it, it would be such a great idea. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so our governing bodies will purchase that and uh, ship it out. And then we actually support 46 other partner agencies. So we have we have a very specific mandate. Like I said, you have to have a you have to have an address. So and and the reasoning behind that is because you have to be able to keep food uh, shelf stable yeah. and you have to be able to to cook the food. Right. Um, we don't give prepared meals. We give raw goods to make meals. So you have to have the access to a kitchen to do that. Um, but we support uh, partner agencies where they they will help with food insecurity on other levels, whether it's for unsheltered individuals, maybe it's you know mental health programs. We even we even sponsor like provide the food for breakfast clubs right. um, through school district twenty three, and um, and yeah, snack pack programs and schools and stuff like that. So yeah, we we have we're far reaching. A lot, a, lot on your but, a lot on our plate but just in our doors uh between the Kelowna and West Kelowna location we're servicing about 6,750 individuals a month wow and in addition to our partner agencies I think I think we're at like another 5,500 so 
we we did a deep dive on the numbers the other day for some of our granting and we figured out that we're servicing seven percent of our population that's that's crazy wow so, <laughs> it's crazy i'm crazy i'm i'm Curious, Trina, what is what is your role in Tailbin? Like, what's what's day to day? I mean, there's so much you just like. There's lots to unpack there, and like, I know to fit into half hour. But I'm curious on like like what's your role in in all in in the day to day uh, operation? Yeah, well, uh, everything. Yeah, okay. My official. So director of development means that I am responsible to bring in the resources to help make sure that the organization is sustainable. Okay. So it's uh, third party events, um, proprietary events, it's, um, you know, donor stewardship on all levels, uh, foundation, grants, applications, all those kind of things. I have, I have an amazing, amazing team that helps me with, with all of that so that we can, we can, Get it all done, but yeah. So um, um, there's really two, I guess, operations is one yeah. within the food bank, and then so we have a director of operations, we have a director of development. That is me, and then we actually have a CEO of of that helps with both. So, and I'm curious then, from a donation point of view, what is the biggest need? Is it is it because it's not always food like. You think food bank, you think food, but is it food? Is it money? Is it volunteer time or is it all of the above? Yeah, <laughs> we, all of the above. You know, yeah. we always kind of refer to that European folk, uh, folklore, the, the stone soup, where yeah. everyone gives a little so everyone can have a lot. And um, and that's what we are. We, we are an organization built on gratitude. We rely on several stakeholders in order to make us successful from, from partnerships with farm producers to retail partners to uh, volunteers. We actually just got the uh, Civic Award Volunteer Organization of the Year, which we're really proud of. Congratulations. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we actually have 450 volunteers on our roster. And uh, I think, geez, 20, oh, 23,000 hours. I've got so many stats in my head. Sometimes <laughs> I don't know whether or not I'm pulling out the right one. But uh, the economic impact of it was, you know, like around half a million dollars right um and yeah from but everything too from micro donations we we just had the bankhead elementary school they they did a craft fair for us Gosh, right a... and yeah and brought in a, you know a check 770 dollars it was amazing and the sober foundation actually mm -hmm. heard about it and said look it will double we'll double your donation so um but <laughs> Cash is always king, Rob. I, 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 this cash gives you freedom and flexibility. Um, you, you may have heard the story is that one dollar of food can provide three dollars worth of food, and it's not the misnomer on that is that that's our buying power. That's not our buying power. That is the infrastructure to support the food rescue program. Is right. what that is. Interesting. We have to, like you know, we have two five ton trucks that go out every day on the road, and yeah. and. We have to, you know, pay drivers with proper classes and licenses and certifications and everything to take those trucks out on the road to pick up those grocery stores from those grocery stores, bring the food back, then we sort it, you know. So, yeah, it's um, funding the infrastructure to make sure that happens, right? And then, I mean, we commit to a base nutritional value in our hampers. Um, 
and then everything else is augmented with what what we can what we can make happen right interesting yeah well, i know we're here to talk about an, an upcoming event and we could talk about this <laughs> we're going to run out of time so i do want to talk about this event because you're <laughs> telling me something before we logged on and i'm like oh my gosh i can't wait to talk about it so oh that's have, too funny we have a golf tournament coming up i believe it's june 14th um, uh 16th 16th okay june 16th yep. second annual that we're doing yes but there's yeah. some fun stuff happening so i'm gonna <laughs> tell us about tell us about i, I think before we oh, jump no. in, though, the event the actual event is sold out for golfing correct like that all, all that yes. okay yeah golfing and sponsors we so we're, we're saying it's our second annual uh i think they had it i think the food bank probably has had golf tournaments in the past but right. it, it's been a while so uh second annual first last year was so well received i think everyone was just looking so forward putting on their button pants and getting off the couch that we just wow. we, we looked at it was hot minute it was sold so and i think that they had enough fun that uh yeah we're we're well supported in in that area which we're really looking forward to um but because we can only have 130 golfers and you know and so many sponsors we actually came up with this hairy audacious idea to um have a it's called a heli ball drop actually so we're selling numbered golf balls there's two tiers um and their bell hella helicopters is going to scoop up all these golf balls that we've sold and drop them on the fairway i think on hole number one at gallagher canyon at 7 p.m and the closest there's two tiers so the two closest out of those tiers to to the target win that's so, I've never heard of that. I'm like so fun. That is so oh, awesome. It's too funny because we had um, a lady on our development team. She actually came from the Lower Mainland and she worked with a nonprofit out there and they did it. Uh, so she told us, and so last year when we were saying like, how do we engage the greater public here? Because you can only get so many golfers. How, how can we do it? So she kind of had the idea and we were just like, whoa. <laughs> so... So we we really feel like we came up with something unique and different, and then of course we have to apply for a, a BC gaming license right. for it. So um, our communications coordinator went online because we have to apply for a class A license. And guess what the example was? It was a helicopter ball drop. So oh, for real? Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> And awesome and amazing and all those kind of things and then she gave my opportunity like you're never gonna guess what and I'm like oh, oh I guess we're God. not that special but yeah so the premise is one ball uh is $25 okay. and that gives you a one in 1500 chance of winning $7,000 or $50 for the level two ball which is uh one in 750 for a chance to win 3000 so the prize total is ten thousand. That's awesome. and um, and we're hustling. <laughs> well, how, we are selling balls. I was gonna say, how do you, if someone's interested in, and we'll we'll put the link in in the article. And sure. Stuff, where, where do people go to actually if they want to buy our website? Okay. Yeah. So cofoodbank.com. Um, and you you see it in the bottom bottom middle. It's the heli ball drop, and you just click on there, and you can buy as many balls as you want. There is a limited number of balls. There's right, only right, like, right. yeah. So, uh, and we're going to sell them right up until the day or till we sell out. And that would be amazing if we sell yeah. them. Yeah, super fun. So yeah. where's the tournament being held at again? You said what? Gallagher's, Gallagher's Canyon. Yeah. It's outside of sort of the, 
uh, Halle Ball. I'm just curious what else is happening on, I know it's sold out, so we're, we're going to just tease people now, but what else is happening yeah. today, the event, what's happening? What else? Yeah, so it's a shotgun. It's a pretty traditional golf uh, tournament. Okay. Um, you know, I will say kind of as a whole, um, we haven't been able to do events for a long time. Um, so, and we really relied on third party uh, events in order to keep the organization going because we, we couldn't, we, we didn't have the staff, we didn't couldn't do the venues, right? So we're really excited. So we're actually planning like five proprietary events a year and the golf tournament is one of them. And then right on the heels of that is going to be our Bake the World a Better Place. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that's a fundraiser that we have with you guys and, yeah. and the Kelowna now does the auction for us. So what we do is we uh, enlist kind of notary chefs around town. They bake a masterpiece and and we sell it. So Cisco is our supporting partner this year. They, they're just so amazing to us. And uh, it, it's my favorite time of the year because I, I buy the pies and I, yeah, the savor, we have sweet and savory. Yeah. And um, and my I love the savory because it's a ready-made meal, ready to go. So I agree. Yeah. So we do that. And then uh, we also, and then coming, Christmas is really busy. So we have a number of different initiatives. We're, we're hoping to have an El Fresco dinner maybe sometime in like September, October, we're just kind of working out the details on that. Alfresco dinners are wonderful because we live in honestly the most beautiful part of Canada and we have so many wineries that you can do stuff like that. But, but the fundraisers tough because there's, it has to be small and intimate. Right. Um, so, so we're kind of trying to make that happen. I'm curious when you do things like these, these events, like um, the golf tournament or, you know, the pie initiative, are the funds typically allocated to a certain program or do they kind of go into, for lack of a better word, general revenue, or do you typically fundraise, Hey, cause we want to do an initiative. So we're going to do an event. Yeah, it, it really depends. The okay. golf tournament will be for, for to support all of our programs. We have a number of different programs. We have tiny bundles program, which is for expectant mothers or mothers with children under the age of one. We have the Vitality Program, which is seniors, 55 plus. We have Snack Pack. We have all these different programs. Um, but um, sometimes we'll take on special initiatives and we will be, especially with the kitchen coming up, we will be doing just fundraising for, for the kitchen. Interesting. Yeah. So it really depends on the needs. Right. Yeah. Right. Lots yeah. of fun stuff coming up, though. Yeah. It's, it's great. And we did, we hired a full-time events coordinator for the first time. And, and I was just having a conversation with her yesterday because I was like, can you, can you believe this is like a new job to the organization? She's like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Interesting. I, I'm curious on your background a little bit. I was looking and I love doing kind of like research on sort of what, you know, the path uh, that people take. And I see that you have a hit, like a long history in sort of the social good sector. Right. Like I yeah, think yeah. saying it is that I'm curious what attracted you to that? Like, how did you how did you start off? Like, did you know, were you in high school, university going, I'm going to go into this sec vertical or how, I how was did that not. Yeah. No, I really wasn't. I, I was thinking the other day, I I um I think in grade 12, they did that. What color is your parachute? It was oh, like, yeah, that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually told me that I was going to be the ED of a nonprofit. And I remember thinking, no, I'm not. 
<laughs> funny. Uh, so I actually went to went to University of Saskatchewan to commerce, but but in marketing. Um, so because I, I I think I like that side of it. I like the communications. I like crafting the narrative. Right. Uh, I'm I'm really super interested in the you know buying what motivates people stuff like that so but then fast forward my husband worked for a uh federal crown corporation so we were moved four times in five years and um so I just started working as a consultant from home because I needed a vast amount of flexibility because we were parachuted into these towns where I had no babysitter I had no daycare I had nothing like that so I just started kind of working from home and then um as my kids were older and didn't need me as much, I actually started an organization in, in Corona called Okanagan Changemakers. Mm-hmm. And it was all about fostering and incubating social enterprises in the Okanagan. And, and this was at a time when social enterprise was not, nobody knew what that was. Like right. we had to go on the radio and explain what a social enterprise was. So um, so we gathered some some really interesting people. And um, what we did was we did a, a fast pitch so dragon's dance we got social enterprises to apply and then we got them to we filled the rotary uh center yeah. no sorry the yeah the mary irwin theater right okay yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and we got these social enterprises to do their fast pitch and then the crowd voted on where the and it was mentorship and kind and, and funding for you know accounting services or legal services or whatever it was to build out capacity for their social enterprise and then on that board was the chairman of the food bank, Fraser Campbell. Uh, okay. And yeah. So then uh, I I kept on working from home. I actually work with Rick Madison a lot with Tennessee okay. Media. Yeah, yeah, I know he's on your roster there. And uh, and then Fraser, uh, my youngest had just graduated from high school, so Fraser called me up and said, "I hear you got some time on your hands." <laughs> <laughs> really because I was a really busy mama too and that just you know hockey soccer all that kind of stuff and you wake up one morning and you're like oh that it just ends abruptly yeah Yeah, fair enough yeah (laughs) and then because you dedicate your life in order to keep that machine that whole machine going at home I kind of had one of those moments where I was like what am I going to do now like Mm-hmm. And and I honestly I I feel I feel very fortunate to to work for an organization that is creating such impact in the mm-hmm. in the community. I, I I dare to say I wouldn't work this hard for anyone else, and I and I I don't think I would. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's where I know that you know I would I would suspect because I haven't been in you know the nonprofit sector, worked in the nonprofit sector, but the enjoyment you must get. I would, like you said, you know, the when you do the events or when you can support families that are, you know, struggling, like th- at the end of the day, it must be mentally draining because it's probably hard to see some of the stuff, but it's also satisfying in a way because you're helping. You actually can help. It, it's such a dichotomy. I, I've said lately, I'm, I'm like, oh, I think I'm becoming a killjoy at parties because... <laughs> <laughs> I have so much I want to tell people because I have learned so much. And I, and I think that we have the capacity, you know, our community has the capacity to be such difference makers 
Right. Right. And I and I feel so grateful every day that I'm surrounded with people uh, on on my team that that they're rising up every day. And and I actually just went out to the coast uh, like a, probably a month ago, and I took a Brene Brown um, oh, dare yeah. to lead course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we talked. It was great. We talked about organizational values and stuff like that. And something that really stuck out to me because she said sometimes just showing up every day is enough. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought that's us like (laughs) you know I tell my team there's really no food bank emergency we are we are trying our our like earnestly and honestly to be of of great importance and and service to our community we're going to fall down we're going to fall short sometimes but if we are doing it with the best of intentions that's all that we can do yeah fair enough yeah that's that's awesome I'm um, yeah question I had was if people are listening and you know they're inspired to help a business individual, donate, volunteer, whatever maybe, what's the best way to get in touch with you guys? Is it go through the website, come to the location? What what, what do you recommend? Yeah, and I think it, it it's really what what inspires you, what brings you joy. Maybe it is the connectivity of the volunteer piece. In that case, you go on our website. There's the volunteer application yeah. for the Kelowna and West Kelowna. Uh, uh, Jen Madison is our volunteer coordinator. She's a super energetic and loves bringing in new people. So um, we have lots of people. If you if you're interested in maybe helping us with a, a organize a, a an event, then then you contact me. Okay. Um, so it really, like I said, it it depends what brings you joy. Uh, for corporations, if they have like an EVP program, an employee right. volunteer program. Um, they again would they would actually contact me as well. So yeah. let's start with me. Yeah, that's right. You'll direct them in the right direction after they. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I am like and, and I kind of put people in the right direction in terms of what what they want out of, of out of the situation. Awesome. Well, Trina, thank you so much for joining me today. I wish yeah, we had thank you. Time. I'm I'm always curious. I love the journey that people take and the reason they do what they do and. I'm a big Simon Sinek fan. So like the why people do. Yes. And I like exploring that. I know we got a glimpse of it from you today, but we, we you know, we're, yeah. we're we aware of time, but maybe we can get you back down the road and chat. A little yeah, bit. that would be great. I, okay. I, and sometimes the why I struggle with, cause it wasn't as intentional as it, sometimes it, right. it appears, but, right. but I am a big believer in the universe of self-organizing. So when I have those opportunities come to me, like Fraser calling me, I think, I think I'm supposed to do this. Right. <laughs> yes. This is, this is odd. So yeah, I think I'm going to journey down there and see see what I find. So I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like the tournament's going to be golf tournament's going to be fun. There's lots of other stuff coming. Um, I know on the website, you guys do a great job of keeping sort of your events and your programs up to date. So people are wondering yeah. what's it's all there. And um, we encourage everyone to go buy your golf balls because I think that's the coolest program yes. ever. So go <laughs> out and buy before. I mean, great chance to win and, and you're helping out so it's a win-win for both. yeah it is super win-win yeah make sure there's nobody underneath or if they are make sure they're wearing a helmet <laughs> if they're going to be underneath the golf ball so yeah no kidding no i wait kidding. to see the video of that i think it's so cool yeah i i think it's going to be really great awesome well trina thank you so much for joining me today and again we encourage everyone to go grab your golf balls before they're all sold out and and uh watch out for other events that are coming again thank you for spending some time with me today thanks sam my pleasure no problem. Everyone else have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning into Business Matters. 
We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.